You're listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. I'd like to uh, welcome to our program uh, Mike Rothman, who is the Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Commerce. Welcome to our program, Commissioner. Thank you, Dennis. It's great to be here. Well, I uh, was looking at your bio, and I noticed that you're a graduate of the University of Minnesota Law School. I also noticed that uh, prior to joining the department uh, that you were an attorney for eight years in Minneapolis, uh, where you co-chaired the Insurance and Financial Services Practice Group. I also noticed that you had uh, been an adjunct uh, professor at the University of Minnesota School of Law on Insurance and Regulation. It's, uh, it sounds like you, you had a good preparation for becoming commissioner. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> even before that, I had worked, uh, you know, in between law school and working in Minneapolis, uh, out in Los Angeles for 10 years as a litigator in a law firm, uh, actually several law firms. One that I started at was uh, uh, called Rubenstein and Perry. Rubenstein and Perry handled uh, two of the largest insurance insolvencies in U.S. history. So that was Mission Insurance Company and Executive Life. Uh, and then worked for a firm called Barger and Wolin. And uh, there were uh, two to three insurance commissioners that had worked at that law firm. Hmm. So um, a lot of uh, background and history on insurance regulation. Yeah. See, I, I noticed that you've got a full plate up there. Uh, yeah. When I look at the duties and responsibilities of the uh, uh, Commerce Department. It says the Minnesota Commerce Department is responsible for consumer protection, regulation of financial services industries, including insurance, state chartered banks, credit unions, securities, and real estate. The department also licenses franchises, collection agencies, and currency exchanges. It also is responsible for the enforcement of public utilities uh, commission rules and regulations and orders, the regulation of natural gas and electric public utilities, energy conservation standards and information program, low-income home energy assistance and weatherization, regulation of telephone companies, the administration of the Telecommunications Access Minnesota, Petro Fund, and unclaimed property programs. My goodness, uh, right. now you get all this done between 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. <laughs> you know, that's been um, one of the best parts about the job. It's also the challenging parts about the job that um, the department oversees 20-plus industries, and it's from uh, everything from river banks to, to state banks and everything in between. So. It's a regulatory agency. We um, oversee the financial sector. We also do, as you had indicated, uh, uh, some oversight of energy-related issues. And um, it's, uh, it's a great responsibility, and I enjoy the job. I have a great time at it. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, we're here at the NAIC conference and uh, you know, kind of want to focus the conversation into that one particular part yeah. of what your responsibility is. What, what excited you most when you learned that you've been appointed uh, commissioner uh, by uh, Governor Dayton. Well, I think just getting the appointment was uh, terrific and awesome. I um, first uh, thoughts in my head was how big an honor and privilege it was. It's continued to be so every day. Uh, the governor reappointed me um, yet again at the beginning of this term, so I'm 
I'm excited about it, and I think every day I'm trying to find a way in which, um, you know, I, I look back at it as every day is the first day, and how can we continue to do better, improve the department, and serve people, serve the people of Minnesota. Yeah. When you first started at the department, what was one of your biggest surprises uh, that you encountered? Well, I think going back to what you were just talking about, we, we regulate at the department a uh, vast number of industries. Um, my day will start off on insurance. The next meeting will be something in the energy sector. Then I'll run up to the legislature, come back, do something in the governor's office. And every day is a bit of a whirlwind. And so staying ahead, being proactive, uh, uh, finding ways in which we can, um, you know, manage my time even, all those things are important. So I think that was it. It's just how, um, how much of a whirlwind every day can be. Yeah. So the, 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 that seems to be the biggest challenge of your position is just uh, balancing it all and, and staying on top of it all. And I'm sure you've got good people in each of your departments, too. We have terrific people. I have, um, you know, positions for uh, eight deputies and assistant commissioners in all these areas. We have um, just phenomenal people. Everybody in our actuarial department, um, our communications team, uh, financial services, the folks that do the solvency regulation, it's just a top team. And I'm proud of my team, and I, I think that's what keeps us going. How does your department respond, uh, you know, when natural disasters occur? You know, this, uh, it makes the, 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 the 6 o'clock news, a tornado has is, is damaged uh, a community or a flood uh, on the river, or, or you don't have earthquakes, I don't think, in Minnesota. But, uh, you know, for natural disasters, how does, does the department have a reaction team or a team that responds to this? We do, um, <clears throat> and we beefed it up. Uh, on day one when I started, Minnesota was faced with uh, upcoming floods in Minnesota. They were uh, projected to be record 1,000-year events. Um, so every year we've had either a flood, a tornado situation, uh, a massive deluge up in Duluth, Minnesota, um, and then we also had a propane crisis. And so uh, what we've done <clears throat> is developed a, a strong consumer and disaster response team. We're constantly monitoring weather patterns. We have uh, improved our educational packets. We, uh, once a tornado hits or something like that, we'll get those packets out to the public, to legislators, to the press. And um, then we also have a personal uh, team of po folks, including myself, that'll get out in the field and we'll, we'll go survey places, we'll make sure that uh, appropriate systems are in place, for example, to pay claims and all of that, and work with the insurance companies to uh, do everything we can to get that response as quick as possible. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of people depending upon uh, their insurance carrier and, and of course, uh, making sure that uh, the department is there to, to make sure that the carriers do the right thing. Our, our bottom line is we're, we're here to help. That's what we're all about, and we do everything we can to do that. Do you, uh, I know it's a regulatory post, but do you get involved in legislation at the state capitol and you have to interact with the legislature? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> you know, whether it's our budget, whether it's public policy, uh, new laws involving insurance regulation, uh, all of that is in place. So we're, we... Um, I pride myself on a good uh, relationship, working with the legislature, doing uh, things to help them and their constituents, making sure that um, we're staying ahead of the issues for them and as well being responsive. It's uh, one of some of the most important issues pertaining to insurance that are, that are kind of uh, boiling under the surface or maybe on the surface in your state right now. Well, I think 
one of them would have to be what's called the TNC, the Uber and Lyft uh, uh, issue we have right now going through the legislature, a bill to um, focus on the insurance aspects and making sure that the uh, companies, the drivers and uh, riders have the insurance they need in, in case of the, uh, an event that might happen to them, an accident or whatever. Um, there's also uh, a variety of bills that are passing on the sort of the fraud protection area. The uh, committees in both the House and the Senate are focused on making sure that uh, there's appropriate um, resources in place and, and laws to tackle fraud. Uh, we have a, a, a beefed up and stronger fraud bureau. <clears throat> we focused on um, in the last few years uh, increasing our collaboration with uh, a variety of folks, including law enforcement. Uh, at the federal and state level, we've uh, worked with uh, the insurance companies on referrals. Um, we've also uh, enhanced our consumer services so that we tackle uh, some of the fraud that's happening out there as soon as possible. So we've, we've got a lot of activity going on. What's uh, one of the more common uh, uh, fraud uh, perpetuated in you, in you say you find? Well, it's actually a variety. Um, we have, uh, the Fraud Bureau itself uh, covers, on the criminal side, investigations uh, from anything from, um, you know, somebody who has been a victim of some sort of fraud, whether it's a stolen car, uh, some, uh, you know, contrived accident or something like that, to uh, a variety of things. And then we also have the civil investigators who are always working with consumers to try to resolve their issues. So it's a, it's a variety every day. Uh, now we're here at the NEIC conference, uh, uh, which is a three time a year meeting where you gather with all of the other commissioners. You know, what is, uh, what do you feel as far as uh, your position in Minnesota? What do you take back to Minnesota and in being involved with the NEIC for yourself and your staff? Well, the NEIC is a great support um, it's a great way in which we can gather information, ha collaborate amongst the commissioners, figure out ways in which we are focused on the big issues of the day. Um, I think <clears throat> having a collective resource where we're all gathered together is, is extremely helpful. So for example, at this, uh, at this meeting, uh, one of the bigger issues is cybersecurity. It's, um, been an issue with some of the major health insurance companies. I think we're having discussions about that in a healthy way, and to bring that issue to the to the front and to tackle some of the, the challenges ahead from a regulatory perspective, to make sure that the insurance companies are uh, doing enough to be prepared to prevent it in the first place, and then to do whatever is necessary to respond. So it's a great place where we can collaborate and come up with um, what I think are, um, you know, bringing, I guess, together collectively our best thoughts and, and working together to get a, a big task done. Yeah. Now, if you had a, uh, I know you've got a lot of licensed producers. Um, uh, I mm -hmm. probably don't want to go into the count of the number, mm -hmm. but uh, if you had a chance to just have a personal conversation with each licensed producer, what would you want them to know and understand about the Department of Insurance? Well, really, the department is um, there. We have a great, uh, terrific... Uh, relationship with uh, our the producer associations uh, they've been long time uh, good acquaintances 
we want to make sure that we're providing um, the services that uh, the producers need. We want to stay ahead, be efficient with our resources. Uh, we also want to uh, listen if we need to change the way in which we're doing something, provide the services, for example, in the licensing area. We want to be able to be effective at that. <clears throat> and then I think, um, you know, it's important for everyone to understand that uh, insurance producers and the department and folks are, are focused on the policyholders, what is their best interests. Um, I work with producers uh, throughout our state to find ways in which we can um, you know, collaborate, collaborate, work together on a bunch of issues. Um, and oftentimes, um, you know, we'll, we'll find ways in which we can do that, and I think that it's important. At the end of the day, consumers, businesses, um, everybody understands that, in many ways, the producer industry is uh, a trusted resource. And with that trusted resource, um, it, it's, a, it's a big responsibility. And I think that <clears throat> what we can do is uh, find ways in which we can, you know, deliver those services. And if there are issues, um, my goal is to always work them out in a, in, in a collaborative way. So I think it's a, um, it's a terrific opportunity. I'm looking at the next term, uh, the next four years, uh, optimistically, and I think it's going to be a, a good four years. What are uh, uh, maybe zeroing in on some of your accomplishments? What would maybe be some uh, some benchmarks or uh, milestones that within the department that you've accomplished or your team has accomplished that you kind of you're proud about? And you want to be able to tell people about? Well, I think just sort of from the big picture perspective, I've <clears throat> I've brought a re-emphasis to the department on insurance matters. We have uh, from day one, I reorganized the the department so that there is a new insurance division. Um, within the division, we've enhanced our, for example, we talked about our disaster response team. We've uh, improved our systems in licensing to make sure that we are efficient and to uh, focus on ways in which we can do that. And I think we bring, we're bringing in the resources we need to effectively provide that, um, you know, the department staffing to people. So I think, um, from that perspective, that's a, it's a terrific accomplishment. We also get out consumer information faster and quicker. We put out ways, uh, information to producers fast. I think uh, it's imperative that we do that to respond to the needs of uh, you know, our times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, I'm going to transition a little bit uh, to, to get back to your background and, and what uh, yeah. you know, you're growing up. And Are you a Minnesota boy? I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up in... Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. <clears throat> it was exciting. And then we moved out when I was eight to uh, the countryside, to Chaska, Minnesota. So I grew up in a, an area where there was farms around us, a small community. One of the best golf courses in the state called Hazeltine National Golf Course was a bike ride away. I caddied there uh, through the summers. And it, looking back, it was just uh, it was, uh, great memories, kind of like a bright summer day. And we had a, a lot of fun. Now your experience as a caddy, has that transferred into uh, being a pretty good golfer now today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love golf. If I were to retire today, my dream would be to be out on the golf course. Um, you know, <clears throat> since caddying, um, my golf skills have plummeted <laughs> because I went to college, I practiced law, raising a family, and you know how those things can impact your uh, <laughs> your golf score. So. Yeah. Um, I don't get often...
enough out, and um, someday I will. Yeah. What do you feel like, uh, you know, growing up uh, in the small town and, and in Minneapolis, uh, what do you feel like was maybe the greatest uh, individual or, or work that you did that had an impact on your character? Well, on the, on the individual side, I, it's a number of folks. It's my parents. It was, I think, some um, teachers who would pick me up by the scruff and keep me on the straight and narrow. I think it was the um, uh, some of the people during, you know that mentored me as a, in my uh, practice. But I think, <clears throat> in terms of my character, I would point to things like. Um, when tough challenges happened, I, I would uh, roll up my sleeves and run into it and, and, and do what I can to help. I think that was, so for example, catting. It was a tough challenge from time to time, but I, I'd work hard. You have to, uh, I think, working hard, focusing uh, your efforts on things. Um, I'm sort of the type of person that if somebody says they need help, I'm going to do everything I can to help you. And um, some of that comes from life experience, um, but I try to apply that uh, in the things that we do every every day at the department. So, it's a was there a particular defining moment in your childhood that uh, kind of set you on a course uh, for the, the that you did that you chose? You know, I don't, I don't, I think, yeah. At one point, let's just say it this way: I I felt that, um, and there's probably in everybody's life uh, a fork in the road two or three you choose and you go one way versus another. And I think looking back in my, as a child or in high school, I played <clears throat> sports and activities and had uh, great friendships in hockey, football, uh, track, a number of sports activities. And then at one time, a, uh, our uh, high school debate coach came up to me and said, you know, you're, you're a bright fellow. Would, would you be interested in doing debate? And I think... <clears throat> I did that. I did both sports and debate, and I pursued the uh, academic side of things. I think, and that gave me that, you know, I'd say a, a, a rung up. Uh, got into a terrific college, and and from there it was uh, it was just extremely helpful. Well, I, we're we're kind of coming to the end of our session, yeah. and I just want to say it's been a pleasure mm -hmm. to uh, get uh, better acquainted with you, uh, Commissioner uh, Rothman. And uh, good luck with your uh, pursuits and endeavors there at the Minnesota Department of Commerce. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dennis. It's been great. Oh, hi. You're still listening. Well, here at Insurance Radio, we love having personal conversations with the most successful executives and regulators in the financial industry. If you know an individual who you think would be a great guest for our program, you can find our email and phone number at our website, insuranceradio.com.